it is just another Apple laptop. At this point, we have admitted that Apple makes great laptops or as they like to call it MacBook. Don't get me wrong, I love Apple products. I own this beast of a machine myself. It has all this excellent hardware, tremendously executed software integrations and a great ecosystem. They charge a premium price for their products. So it has to be better than just good and mostly their products are great. So I'm not gonna bore you with all the specifications and technical details. At this point, you guys would already know these things. Let's get into the good stuff or analysis I like to call it. For me, there are three things I consider when conducting a product analysis. Few things that company has executed very well. Next is obviously something that could have been better or let's just be blunt, it is bad in some cases. Lastly, how would I rate this product on a scale of 10 or a tech score? If someone asked me, what is the best thing about this MacBook? Without a second thought, it is the screen. It is spot on, the resolution, the white color range, the contrast, everything else. When I'm using this thing for day-to-day -day work, I do feel that screen is better than most other laptops. But the moment I start watching videos or movies, it truly shines beyond my expectations. Believe me, this screen has spoiled me to an extent where I do not like watching TV screens anymore. But how has Apple been able to deliver something so impressive? It is something that they call Retina Display. Many people think that it is just Apple being Apple by using some fancy names. Many times they do, but here what it means is that they have mapped 4 physical pixels of a screen to one logical pixel on a CPU. So screen looks more sharper, smoother and accurate, mainly because of higher PPI or pixel per inch. Usually larger the screen, lesser the PPI. But with MacBook Pro 16 here, there are 226 pixels per inch, which is technically around half of the new iPhones. But we keep laptop screens farther, more than twice the distance to that of a phone, which compensates for these pixels. So to our eyes, iPhones and MacBook have almost similar quality. As we are talking about screens, honorary mentions should be given to the second screen, the touch bar. To be honest, I was skeptical about the whole second screen that replaces function keys but after using it for 6 months now, I must say, I am impressed. Apple has done it again. It did seem unconventional in the beginning but now I feel it is so much functional and dynamic. And every time I use it, I feel that I am using something exquisite, something premium. I think more companies should try to explore this route, like Asus does but Asus has been nailing the second screen game in their own way. Speakers, oh boy, they are loud. Till date, it has the best speakers that a laptop can have. It is impressive. So again, how did they do it? The answer is Apple used a total of six speakers out of which four are subwoofers, two on each side that cancel out the vibrations made by the two main speakers, which is again, one on each side. This allows MacBook to get super loud without breaking a sweat. It is definitely impressive, but it would be unfair to compare it with a dedicated external speaker. Same goes for microphones. Apple has included three mic systems. It is better than any laptop microphone currently, but still, 
it cannot replace an external one. The design is aesthetically pleasing and this thing is built like a tank. While making the purchase myself, this was something that amazed me the most. The overall product quality is top notch. I had Dell XPS 15 before and it is not even close. Most of the 15 to 17 inch laptops are heavy, obviously not considering stupidly light LG gram, but Apple has managed to keep weight density distribution very uniform. Just by looking at its thin design, it is difficult to judge the heft it has. The overall performance is great, SSD is fast, Type-C ports are snappy and functional, all four ports support charging and Thunderbolt, but HDMI, DisplayPort and SD card reader are missing. It is understandable to an extent that elimination of these ports allowed Apple to have 100Wh battery in such a sleek design. But I wouldn't mind having a thicker version of this that has better port selection. Battery life is also decent. It's not great, but does the job. I get around 6 to 8 hours of screen time, but my use case is quite varied. The webcam. Oh my god. It's a disaster. I knew it was bad, but with the number of zoom calls I take nowadays, I realized I need something better for sure. I just cannot rely on the built-in camera. Come on Apple, but seriously, having a better webcam could have made my work from home life immensely better. I haven't mentioned some of the stuff like GPU performance, touch ID, keyboard and the trackpad. By the way, trackpad is way better than anything that Windows competition can offer. All these things function exactly the way it is supposed to. Previously, there has been some disagreement with Apple's choice of going with new keyboard mechanism, but with MacBook Pro 16, they have made their peace with the older modified Caesar keyboard mechanism. And that's all that matters. If you are looking into MacBook Pro 16, the chances are you know what you are getting into. But still, is it worth buying this almost $2,500 machine? If you are deep into Apple ecosystem or just hate Windows, like me, then it's a definite yes. Could it have been better? For sure. For me, improving webcam quality and adding a bit more of battery backup would make it an ideal choice. But I guess we just have to wait for next generation of MacBook Pro 16 to get all these missed opportunities to be addressed by Apple.